Jets and the wait on the head coach. To, uh, we'll get back to that in a little while. Still no word on uh, which way they're going. Um, but we'll spend a little time on the uh, last game of the four, which will be the second game Sunday. You got a great double dip both days. You got the Colts and Chiefs first, followed by the Cowboys and the Rams on Saturday. Then you got the uh, Chargers and the Pats. On Sunday, followed by the Eagles and the Saints. And, you know, there's a lot of things to look at in this game that what you believe about, you know, can teams turn it on and off? Uh, can you g- regain what you had early in the season? Uh, do you believe in this pixie dust that follows the Eagles around? The, the Saints haven't been the same team the last month. Uh, after the way the Cowboys knocked them around on Thursday night, they haven't been the same team offensively. So uh, a lot to look at there. The way they beat them up earlier in the season embarrassed them. So uh, we'll get to all that with Charles Davis, who joins us now. Charles, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Mike. Good to talk right. with you. What do you. What do you think? I mean, there's a lot there, like I just said. Yeah. You had, uh, with the Saints, who had a great year, but did never regain that, that first gear that they had for the first 12 weeks of the season after that beating at the hands of the Cowboys. And then you got the team that has everything going for them. I mean, uh, with this quarterback, they're on a magic carpet ride, and it continued <laughs> for another week last week. You're right. There's a lot of meat on this bone, isn't there? Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people are looking at it from the standpoint of, oh, remember when the Saints beat them down 48-7? to And we have to always remember in this league, you can throw out a lot of that stuff. Those kind of weeks happen, and then you look up weeks later and things change. I mean, you talk about the Chargers game with the Patriots. How about the Chargers going into Kansas City a few weeks ago, winning on a Thursday night without their top two running backs, Coming home on a Saturday night, Baltimore beats them down. And then three weeks later, go on the road and beat down Baltimore. Yep. So it's that type of a league. I don't think this is as talented a team as last year for Philadelphia. But a lot of those guys who got destroyed in New Orleans that were on the field matured and played down the stretch. And that, just in and of itself, Mike, is a big help for Philadelphia. Because for some of them, that was their first time out there or yep. being in that situation. I mean... Who would have thought in the beginning of the year, Mike, we'd be talking about Trey Sullivan, Cravon LeBlanc, Avion, Avante Maddox yep. as being frontline defensive backs for Philadelphia? Amazing. And that to me is That's the biggest thing, Charles. I didn't think, and I said it last week, I picked the Bears to beat them. And I said, I'll tell you yeah. why. Forget everything else. I said, I don't believe that this Eagle secondary will hold up. I don't think it will under. In the playoffs, your Achilles heels show up. And I think it will show up. And you know what? I was dead wrong. They played really well in the secondary in that game. They certainly did. And, I mean, gave us one of the strangest plays we've ever seen. I yeah, don't know. That, that was ridiculous. I, I, I still I can't get, tell I you I've ever seen it. Yeah. it. A ball still sitting there, right? No it's one's just, ever seen it. Hey, you, it had Super Bowl, you had Super Bowl, <laughs> you had Super Official. Bowl officials who said they've never seen it. Yeah, and you can't even fault them because after a while we're just like, okay. It almost felt like us in our backyard on Thanksgiving Day. Yep. And you know there's always that call between, between teams. It turns into a fight. And you know how you settle it? It's a do-over. That's Play it, it again. It's a do-over. And that's essentially what that down became. It really is. And then, obviously, here's the one thing that – here's where the magic comes in. Their defense played great. They really did. They did a terrific yep. job. And the defense has been the unsung hero. Uh, but when he had a – against the bad defense, when he had to take the field, 
when he had to make the fourth down play, when he had to put it in the end zone, he did. I mean, and that's yeah. it. And you wondered if that bad D would stand up. And I understand that he came back and got a field goal attempt. But you know what? He marched his team down the field and got it in the end zone against the Bears when he had to. He certainly did. And on that fourth down play, as Doug Peterson detailed later, it was similar to the Super Bowl where they had the discussion on the timeout. Yep. And it was a play suggested by Nick Foles. So Doug Peterson backs his player, like it. If you believe in the play, you probably will execute it better. Let's go with it. And that's, what I, and that's essentially why they got Golden Tate. Shiftiness at the line of scrimmage, ability to make yards after catch, although he didn't need it there. Just won the route quickly. Ball was on time, and they score. And then that great Bears defense had a breakdown that we haven't talked much about. Ten men on the field on the yep. touchdown to Dallas Goddard. Yep. That, that's the type of error that gets you put out of the playoffs. I know we can talk about Cody Parkey forever, but you give up a touchdown, you only have 10 guys out there because if you watch the play, Mike, that safety thought he had inside help, and that 11th man wasn't there to help him. No question. Excellent point. We're talking with Charles Davis. And now this week, the Saints, and the story there is we know how tough they are in their building. We know how well-drilled they are from Sean. We know what Breeze isn't going to make mistakes. We know all that stuff. But Dallas gave everybody a recipe and, I mean, punished them. And they never got that offense cranked up again. They were 100 yards to the minus for the last four games of the season. Breeze was not the same. The question is, can they regain that offense that they had the first 12 weeks of the season? Well, let's talk about that, that formula that you said Dallas gave them. There weren't a ton of sacks in the game, but it was heavy pressure all night long, wasn't it? Yep. It was Demarcus Lawrence, right? Randy Gregory. For all the penalties Randy Gregory brings, he also brings a pretty good pass rush as well when he gets going. And the well, speed this, of their it, linebackers, especially yeah. Smith, to be able to handle Kamara. Uh, that was an enormous key yeah. in that game. That was huge because those guys can play. And Vander Esch looks He's like Earl Lacker. Terrific player. Terrific. But can flat out run. Right. I don't think any team has. I don't think anybody body. is equipped to play Kamara like they are because of the way their no. linebackers run. And you have to have guys who can run at linebacker if you're going to if you're going to play well against Kamara. Yeah, you absolutely have to have them. So what I think we'll see is a combination of Malcolm Jenkins coming down out of the slot. He did it in the last game. Obviously, nothing worked well in that one. But he may be a little bit of linebacker. Jordan Hicks is a good cover linebacker when they put him on the field. He could take the shorter areas, Jenkins the deeper areas. But we will also see a corner come over, Mike. They're going to treat him like a wide receiver in yep. different sets. So Craven LeBlanc, I, I think it will draw some of that responsibility as well. But to me, in this ball game, you've got to take away what they do best, just like Belichick always talks about. So you've got to take away Mike Thomas. You've got to try and take away Kamara. And then live with the other guy stepping forward. Can Ted Ginn step forward? Can, can Traquan Trey Smith step forward? But the last thing I'll say on all of this is that pass rush that Dallas showed, Philadelphia is capable of it because Tim Jernigan is back. Absolutely. And he occupies people. And, and when that a, happens, that means Fletcher Cox can go one-on-one. And Ben is a great player, too. And ben, Bennett ben, coming off of the edge. Brandon Graham, they have people capable of getting there. So that'll be fun to watch. They do. You know what? With Jernigan, as you said, we're talking about Charles Davis, healthy. Bennett is a great player. He really is. He can be an unstoppable player. Graham, 
Jernigan, Bennett, they got a terrific pass rush. They really do. I mean, they're, they're underrated on defense. We, you know, you forget about it, just how good they are. They are a good now, – and now I give that secondary uh, credit for how they've been playing, but their pass rush is nasty, very nasty. Now spin it. The Eagles have a lot of weapons on offense. They have yeah. a lot of guys. They got a lot of shorthanded guys. They got playmakers. They got Sproles. They got a quarterback that's confident. How about the, how about the Eagles against the – Saints defense. Well, Cam Jordan is the first guy you think of when you start pass rush, and, and rightly so, a pro bowler, all pro. What's helped him become even better this year is Sheldon Rankins has finally assumed the potential of being the number one pick that he was. All right, and talk about defensive tackle, inside pass rush pressure. I think he had eight or nine sacks on the year, and now he frees up Cam Jordan even more. Okafor give you something depending on how the knee goes, but the bottom line for me with that group is. They stop the run and try to make you one-dimensional. They, I think they were second in the league in run defense. The Eagles, to their credit against the Bears, didn't run it well, Mike, but they ran it enough to keep them occupied, didn't they? That yeah, allowed them, them to get their play action going. Yep. That allowed them to throw it downfield a little bit. That's going to be a key. And I wouldn't be surprised. Josh Adams got one carry in the last ball game. Wouldn't be surprised at all if he got a few more carries in this one. Darren Sproles, they, they really rely on and they, and, and they trust but Josh Adams, a little bit bigger body, a little more thump, might be a nice compliment to Sproles and Wendell Smallwood in this ball game. But I'm going to tell you, for me, the hidden part of this game for both teams, believe it or not, is the left tackles. Jason Peters has played like a warrior all year, but Mike, he's had four games he hasn't finished. All right, He answers the bell, but he doesn't always finish because you know he's out there just trying to get through it with a torn pack. Yep. And then Teron Armstead, they're all pro left tackle for the Saints, has been through some similar injuries. Can those two hold up? Because otherwise, here comes Michael Bennett. And don't be surprised if Cam Jordan decides to move to the other side if indeed they think they've got a good matchup and he'll come as well. How about the infectious, the infectious part of this for the Eagles? The Eagles now are bulletproof. They've gone everywhere <laughs> and beat everybody. They believe in this quarterback. They came back from the dead again this year. They were, hey, they're down 19-3 to the Giants. They're dead. They're over. They're done. They win that game. Then they have to watch as the Vikings knock off the Bears for them. Everything has turned out right. This team doesn't think they can be killed right now. They're one of those teams. Plus, they're a defending champion that feels that way. They are are a very dangerous team. They're the type of team that you can't let hang around for, for one of our oldest cliches in sports, right? You let them hang around, they get you in the end. Somehow New Orleans has got to go out and set the pace. So for all my horse racing fans out there, they need to catch a flyer out of the gate. Well, they're good at really that. They're probably better at that than anybody. And you know Sean's going to be an aggressive – he's a very he's aggressive, aggressive play, play caller call. anyway. You know that. Yeah, you know, he, he told me years ago, I said, on the, on, the, on the openers, the first 15, he said, I've got some here that probe. I have some here that, you know, give me a little information. I've got a lot of here that attack. Yep. And that's what, he, that's what he's all about going. No so question. it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And, and, if, and if New Orleans can get out to that type of a start – and make Philadelphia do the chasing. Because if they're in it the entire way, you're exactly right. They, they do feel bulletproof. They do feel like the Foles magic will come into play. And being a defending Super Bowl champion is a big deal with those guys, especially the leadership of that ball club, because they feel like, hey, if it's close, we'll find a way to get you in the end. I'm talking with Charles Davis, Fox, who threw the game with Kevin Burkhart, an old familiar face from uh, for the fan, obviously started as our update guy many, many years <laughs> ago. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, the 
the thing about it's funny watching the NFL and being around the NFL for forty years. Yeah, it used to be much harder to win on the road than it is now. And I always felt that all those years, and having been at many of those games through the years, and I did the NFL Today for all those years and everything, I used to always say the thing the road team had to do was stabilize the game. they got to get the game into the second quarter and not have been knocked out. Now, the Saints will try to level the knockout punch early. You know they will. They'll try to level it early. But it's becoming less of a fact that for some reason, and I don't know what it is, I don't know, maybe it's, the league is a little more leveled off. Maybe they travel the fans more to these games. I don't know what it is, but it seems easier now to win on the road year in and year out than it used to be. It used to be a big deal to win on the road. It's not a big deal anymore. I would agree, and when you look at some of the road records of these playoff teams, we're talking about the Chargers going to the Patriots, and in years past we would have said, guess what, you're dead, right? Yeah, not now. They have, yeah. Not now. They haven't lost on the road. They haven't yeah. lost outside of the city of Los Angeles. All right. Yeah. One of I those mean, it's amazing statistics. how many times you see in the last couple of years the road teams have been great in the playoffs. You know what I've seen throughout the, throughout the last couple of seasons, though, Mike? What? Is with tickets being what they are, you know, the personal seat license thing, and if a team is not playing up to its capabilities at home, it does open a market for other fans. Yeah, so it's and a much those, more neutralized building than neutralized, we used to It's almost yeah. like a Super Bowl crowd, yeah, not gotcha. quite to I that extent. I think that's true. I think but that's there, true. But there is an element of that. I saw it in Washington this year when Green Bay came to town. You yeah. didn't know it was a Washington home game. You know, we've seen it in, in, with the Chargers the first couple of years. Whoever came to town, Philadelphia took over last year. When they open up that market, I think it'll be interesting to see what the crowd's like in Los Angeles with Dallas coming to town on Saturday now, night. Now, this is, a, the and this is considered to be the best. This, Dallas is going to have a home game there this week. You watch, yeah. there'll be 50% Dallas fans in that building. Uh, you can count on yeah. that. But you know that the New Orleans building is different. No. It's a hard building to win in. It's a very, always been, their crowd's loud. It's a loud building. It's a hard building to win in. There's no question. When they have the good teams. And they've got the good team, and it all comes together. I remember they asked Sean Payton about that this week. How about your home field advantage? So it's always a home field advantage when your team's good. Yep. And in this case, as you pointed out, the Saints fans, it's hard to infiltrate and get tickets from them. This is not one of those buildings that you can travel your, your, your booster club, right? Hey, we can get tickets for this game. No, 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 not for New Orleans. So they do have a true home field advantage when the team is good. And they are the number one seed in the NFC, so <laughs> it all comes together for them. Let me ask you about the Rams from this standpoint. The Rams, Gurley's on, got a little knee issue. Uh, uh, they've missed Cooper Cup, no question. Yep. Their offense hasn't been as dynamic down the stretch. You've seen some blemishes from the quarterback. Uh, you've seen them stumble a little bit at times. You know, the Eagle game out there is an example. Do you think they are anywhere near as good as they were on offense early in the season? No, they, they're not, but they've done a good job of changing in the last couple of games, Mike. And I know it's Arizona, and I know it's San Francisco. So it's not like I sit there and go, hey, look what they did to those two. They're off and running. But what Sean McVay did was look at his personnel. You mentioned the loss of Cooper Cup, so Robert Woods had to come inside. And Gurley was out the last couple of games, so they signed C.J. Anderson off the street. Pop in those films, and you'll see a different team because, you know, we're always hearing about them playing with 11 personnel, right? Yep. Well, they end up coming back. We saw a lot more two tights because we did the Arizona game to get a look at them. A lot more two tights, a lot more heavy run action. 
They use that jet sweep motion like crazy. So is he getting the ball? Is he not getting the ball? Is it going inside? Is it going to be play action? I think a few more elements were incorporated, and I think it was twofold. One, Sean, Sean McVay knew he needed to change things up and get his offense kick-started. And two, he loved having more tape for defense coordinators to watch and things they hadn't seen on tape before. So it worked yeah, and two they ways like to make big plays when they're on their game, oh. there's no question. I mean, like other than Kansas jet, City, they made the motion. most big plays, yeah. Yeah, that jet sweep motion, I know it came out of the college ranks. Bob Stitt was, is, is the coach yep. most famous for it, out of yep. the Colorado School of the Mines, and he's now, I believe, at Texas State as the offensive coordinator. That works really well when your offensive line holds up in the middle, and John Sullivan allows them to get that done. Now, let me ask you this. Um, when you see a team like the Colts get as hot as they are right now mm-hmm. and, and get as confident as they are on that offensive line, look, look at what Nelson, look at what he did last yeah. week. I mean, he buried Clowney. I mean, he embarrassed oh. Clowney in that game. I mean, the way they just manhandled them with the running game in the second half, I mean, never letting them back in the game. I mean, never getting a sniff with those kind of pass rushes, merciless, Clowney, Watt, that team – they believe right now. They really they, do. I mean, that, that line believes. That, uh, that Nelson has made some difference to that team. He certainly has, and, and what he did was he allowed Ryan Kelly to be what he's supposed to be at center. The big move, obviously Nelson was a no-brainer, right? We all said this guy's going to be something. He's lived up to it. But Braden Smith, who they drafted out of Auburn, who was a guard, in their room, they thought he could play tackle. Most people thought he was a guard. And they moved him to right tackle, and it really stabilized things, allowed Costanzo to be fine on the left side. We saw them against Dallas, Mike, and it's the same type of a defensive front, Dallas's versus yep. Houston's, right? Yep. They did the same thing and got Marlon Mack going again in the running game, which only helps Andrew Luck. To me, this game at Kansas City comes down to the old-school stuff. Indianapolis protected Luck better than anyone else in the league this year. The least amount of sacks given up, number one, the Colts. Tied for first in sacks on defense, Kansas City. This is the old Bear Bryant, protect ours, rush, you know, rush yeah. theirs, protect ours. That's what this game's going to come down to because Kansas City's going to need to create a couple of empty possessions for Indianapolis and give the ball back to Mahomes a few times because you know, defensively, Kansas City's not equipped to make a lot of stops. Uh, here's the question I've been asking there. all week. I'll ask it to you. You ready? Yeah. Do you want to be in that game? Do you want to be up three, kicking the ball to the opposing team? You can pick either quarterback. Mm-hmm. Up three, kicking the ball, and they catch it, and they're first and ten on their own 30 with two minutes left and two timeouts. Do you want to be up three on defense or down three with the ball? With those two quarterbacks, I want to be down three with the ball. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that goes against every no, I agree. bit of I agree. football I we've ever done. I don't think the defense will stop either one of them. Indianapolis is better on defense than Kansas City. They are. They are. But, Pat, but Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Luck are flat-out special, and I would much rather, I think any coach would tell you, I'd much rather have the ball in their hands with my game on the line. And, you know, nobody – now, I agree. Kansas City, they got pass rushes. Otherwise, they're terrible on yeah, defense. Yeah, that's it. And, pass and rushes I've known are their Sutton key. forever, and he's a good, solid football guy, but he doesn't have a lot of goods this year on defense except for the pass rush. they got good pass rushes, as we know. Pass rushes, is, and that's the key. And for Coach Sutton, they've got to create those empty possessions, a couple of takeaways if they can get them. 
I played against Coach Sutton in college. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> I played against the, I played against the, the brave old Army team when I was in Tennessee, and they came in and beat us. So Absolutely, I know Listen, what it's he, like. He did, he did a good job there, and he nobody. Sure did. Nobody has stopped Kansas City this year. Nobody. Yeah. Their losses, they scored 40. They scored uh, 51. They scored 28 in the Chargers. They were up two touchdowns the last time they touched the ball. They had three plays other than that, and, and the Chargers went for two. And the Seattle game, they scored 31. So they scored 29, 31, 40, and, 40 th- uh, and 51 in their four losses. Nobody kept them down all year. They were, I think 26 was the lowest they ever scored, and it was in the game they were cruising against uh, Arizona. Right. Uh, they're going to score a bunch of points, but I and don't see how they stop the Colts from scoring. Yeah, and that's why I think we're, it's interesting that we're on the same page here because, as you've said, you've been around this game for 40 years, the NFL game. How many years prior to this one would you have said something like that, right? You always said, no, I want, I want the lead, put the pressure on the offense, the whole deal. But these young quarterbacks, and it's so funny, every year we talk about the state of quarterbacking in the league. These young quarterbacks are so precocious now. Pressure doesn't bother them the same way. The big stage, they've been on it since they were kids because they've been going to these camps. They've played national TV games in high school. They've traveled across the country for all-star games and high school games. They don't look at things quite the way they used to, and they assume big roles, big moments a lot earlier than ever before. Witness Monday night, the Clemson kid, as oh, a true freshman. Unbelievable. So we're seeing it all the time now. Yep. Everyone ought to get used to it. But I know when I was a kid, Mike, and I heard about Herschel Walker, he was a myth because we never saw tape. We didn't, we didn't interact in the summertime. These kids all know each other. The veneer of all that is gone. Yeah, a whole new so world. So they just, they just step into the spotlight and go play. They sure do. And the other thing is on the, the – that's when the rules accentuate the the advantage for the offense yeah. too, because these defenses, no matter how good they are, <laughs> these last drives advantage offense because when you try to play defense for four downs, it's going to be hard not to hold somebody. It's going to be right. hard not to get that pass interference on one of those calls, and one of those calls is all they need. One of those breaks on defense, and it's hard down after down not to make a mistake on defense. I mean, on those not, drives, very hard. Not to- not to mention that if you have the opportunity to use the middle of the field, meaning you have timeouts yep. or, or, or the, the safety play and the guys patrolling the middle of the field because of the rules, because of the safety, and I'm all for it, yep. but they are different players now. Absolutely. It makes Hill they're impossible. Hesitant. It makes Hill they're, impossible. It makes him impossible to stop. There's no intimidation factor anymore. They're yep. hesitant because if they do deliver the big blow, even if it's just shoulder, how many times have we seen the flag come no, they're out because throw they're like it. a they're, And on the last big. drive, they're going to throw it. They're going to yeah. throw it. They're going to lean to the offense on that last drive. You see it all the time. So You so believe in Prescott. In can, Pre- can Prescott drive them the length of the field late if he's down a couple of points to win the game? He did it against the Giants in the last game of the year. We did that game, Mike. Giants it's had no defense, though. Right. No it's, defense. A di- it's a different deal. But just because of his ability to do it in that ball game, the confidence level rises. A bigger question for me for him is, will he do what he needs to do, which is utilize his running ability and his legs, and pick up some key first downs? I think he will. And not you try saw him on the, the classic third. Hey, that third and 14 was big last week. He needed Bobby to get Wagner. in the end zone. He needed to get in the end zone because if not, yep. they would have only been up six points. And that's what he's going to have to do because all year long, I've kind of been begging him to do it, and he hasn't. 
But playoff time's different. I think he needs to pick up two or three first downs on Saturday night with his legs, whether it's on a scramble or a called run, and take some of the pressure off of Zeke in the backfield. I agree. I agree. Listen, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your help. Uh, good luck with Kevin this week. Enjoy. We'll be watching. Thanks a lot. Thanks for your time. Happy My New pleasure. Year, Mike. Thank take you. Take care.